I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor, the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's the rest of the world that's messed up right now. Seems to be. Seems to be that way. Yes, it does. So what are we going to talk about today? Stuff. A lot of stuff? A lot of stuff, little stuff, medium stuff, stuffages and things. Sounds good to me. So Nancy Pelosi's husband got arrested for apparently drunk driving. Really? He drinks? Apparently he drinks from the vineyard that he owns. Uh, Right out of the bottle, does he? Yeah. Well, they live on a Napa Valley estate, actually. So the estate itself is worth five north of $5 million, and it has a vineyard on it. So maybe he should have stayed home and he wouldn't have been driving. But I guess uh, he decided to have some drinks and go driving. Now there is... A report out there, I have not verified the authenticity of it, that said that he was actually sitting at like a stoplight and somebody hit him. But then when they were investigating, they arrested him for drunk driving because he was over the legal limit. As he should have been, because just like when you're in a car with your keys into ignition, even if they're in your pocket and you're drunk, you're drunk driving. Well, they're in your ignition nowadays because you have a start-stop button instead of actually sticking the keys into the ignition. It's kind of interesting to think about about it is you could actually start your car. Yes. But Nancy Pelosi wouldn't release a statement about it. The, the release of the statement was, we will be making no statement. I was not there. I was on a different coast, so no statement provided. Well, I think he's been... Arrested before, hasn't he? Or he's been in an accident? He's been in an accident before. Apparently, when he was 16, he claim is 2.30 in the morning, took a turn too fast, flipped a vehicle, which ultimately killed his older brother. That's downright bummer. Nancy could have married his brother instead of him. Doubtful. Wouldn't have been the woman she is today without her current husband's encouragement to go into politics. And teaching her how to trade stocks. Insider trading. (laughs) Imagine how much money he wouldn't have if she wasn't there. He'd be very wealthy. Or is that wealthier? He is wealthier because she is there. Yes. That's why I encouraged her to get into Congress. So I'm not sure if you heard about um, our governor getting COVID. Is that his second time? Yes. And it, apparently it was less than like two weeks after he gets a booster shot, he gets COVID. And he had just met... With the Prime Minister of New Zealand as well the day before. so It's interesting because uh, Omicron COVID is running rampant kind of right now in New Zealand. I'm surprised that the Prime Minister of New Zealand would come over here and subject our people to what's going on in their country right now. Well, apparently it's going on. I believe Alameda County just re-implemented their indoor mask mandate mandate. so we're doing it again here too yes cases are on the rise in certain parts of california and in new york 
apparently the numbers are rising faster than the Delta did um, the winter of 2020 and 2021. But if I understand correctly, even though hospitalizations are going up, hospitalization rates are not. Correct. And I don't know about the death rate because I didn't look that up. And I have not heard from my um, COVID genius, uh, Dr. F. Well, so far, Dr. F is just giving interviews stating that if Trump becomes president in 2024, he will not remain in his role. He'll retire. Oh, my gosh. I hope Trump wins if he runs. Just to get Fauci out. Just saying. If Fauci remains the head of technically the spokesperson for the medical side and the science side for the White House and in his current position for the, uh, what is it, the National Institutes of NAI, what is that, National? NIAID. Yeah, NIAID. So if he remains the head of NIAID. National Institute of Infectious Diseases or something like that? Something like that, a nice little acronym. Uh, He will have been in the position for over 40 years if he makes it to 2024. Wow. Been around a long time. He has been. So staying with the lab, there was only two things I want to talk about today with COVID because we've pounded that COVID horse to death for the last bunch of episodes. Now we have an issue with something called monkeypox. Monkeypox. It's interesting that the NIH, which is, I'm going to say, owned and run by Dr. F and his wife, have given $10 million to the Wuhan lab to study monkeypox to see if we can come up with a cure or a vaccine. And then here we have a, another nice outbreak of monkeypox. Yeah. Not, not another outbreak of monkeypox, but an outbreak of monkeypox, which is... Another thing that's being studied at the Wuhan lab of virology. Funded by the NIH. Funded by the NIH. We, USA, we are funding those studies. So it's just kind of coincidental. Yes, and the weird thing about it, so there's never been a case in China of monkeypox. So they're going to have to synthesize it and make it out of nothing. Just mixing some chemicals. Uh, Doesn't China, aren't they known for reverse engineering things? So wouldn't they just go get... Some monkeypox somewhere. That's all they have to do is fly to Africa, pay somebody some money. They can take a culture. They can come back. They can build it in a Petri dish. They can study it. They can find a vaccine if that's what the true intent is. But being able to create something from nothing then allows them to potentially create a bioweapon. I don't And they're already kind of on that path too. So they're or continuing on that path, I guess you could say. You know, if we're having issues with... A couple of countries in other areas. Why would we continue to do business with them? There is something wrong with the fact that we are continuing to fund them. They own our debt. They have money. Why would they need us to fund them? That doesn't make sense. No, they can fund themselves if they want to study these things. Unless the plan is through our CIA or some other secret, secret, secret organization. They want to give them money and have them perform these tasks because we legally can't hear in the united states we can't hear we can watch them a little bit closer potentially and the hope is if they do 
discover something and it leaks within the lab, it kills themselves and not anybody else. However, as COVID has shown, it gets out of the lab pretty easily. And all over the world. But you have a country that was willing to hide the fact you had collusion with the World Health Organization, the who-who, the who of who's, who did it? Uh, you have collusion with the who. And they just worked to hide this from the entire world. So even though we were keeping an eye on it, and in fact there were some of our people knew that it was happening, it wasn't taken seriously enough. And it wasn't handled seriously enough because we didn't shut down travel because that was one of the things that they wanted to do was shut down travel in January. President Trump did that in January of 2020. He was working to shut down the travel out of Wuhan. Italy was seeing the big outbreak. So they were working on shutting down travel from the same, I think it was Hubei province, from the same area. But then it became political as well because we had politicians out there saying this is wrong, you shouldn't do this, let's all go to China, let's all go to Chinatown, support, as if somehow going to Chinatown was the same thing as shutting down travel from China when there was an outbreak that even their government didn't want to admit to. Because then people don't know what they don't know. A lot of gun stuff going on in America right now. Yes, we just had another couple of shootings, unfortunately, after the one in Uvalde, Texas. We had one in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was a workplace shooting, but it wasn't the the perpetrator's workplace. So the perpetrator apparently was having a tremendous amount of back pain, didn't feel like it was being taken seriously enough, and ultimately shot the doctor that had performed the surgery along with several others. Then there was just a church parking lot shooting with, I believe, they were young. I don't think they were youth as in 18 and under, but they were young women, two young women, and the perpetrator who shot them in the parking lot also shot themselves. And those aren't the only ones. It seems like there's numerous shootings. Now, they do say when something happens, you have a lot of copycats that go off. And do the same thing. So it seems like we're seeing some of that right now. Some of the copycat, okay, I can go get a gun and just shoot people. And I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but sometimes we talk about at work about um, triggering people to do things that they wouldn't ordinarily do so they can push a gun control agenda. And if you listen to our president speak, um, if you are what people deem an assault weapons owner, which an AR, in my opinion, is not an assault weapon. There are bullets that can do more damage, but somehow we're not talking about those guns. Not that I think we should talk about those guns, but if you just look at a person's weapon of choice, they say, oh, it's just so popular, people are choosing it. People are choosing handguns more than they're choosing AR-15s, but when they choose the AR-15 or as sometimes they'll note an AR-15-like gun. If they choose that, then it's just this boogeyman, this monster in the closet, that if we stop the boogeyman or the monster in the closet, also known as an AR-15 or AR-15-like gun. So I kind of looked up the stats the last couple of days on mass shootings across America and the weapon of choice. They're all types. 48% of the mass shootings are with semi-automatic handguns. That was a 1982 to 2018 study. Other types of guns are 14%, which is actually semi-automatic pistols. Or excuse me, 14% revolvers. 
25% semi-automatic rifle. Shotguns are 13%. High-capacity magazines have been used in about half of the mass shootings. You know when the first mass shooting was recorded? When? 1949. Well, based on which definition of a mass shooting? And there is not a concrete definition. It's all over the place depending on who you talk to and who you look it up. But the gentleman's name was Howard Barton Unruh. And he killed more than 10 people September 1949. He was a model citizen. His parents split up when he was young. Ended up going in the military. Had uh, quite a few kills. And he actually recorded every one of them methodically exactly how he shot them, the result of how he shot them, and everything to do with the recording of the death. Then he came back and kind of had some odd jobs and became a little bit reclusive. And it started not liking his neighbors. So I'm thinking that would have been an early case of PTSD as well. When we didn't know what we didn't know. We did not know what we did not know. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that was not an early case of PTSD. If you look at military members or veterans who become mass shooters, I don't know if it's on par with the population or because you've trained them with weapons and then they have PTSD or something similar that they have a higher likelihood of, say, becoming a mass shooter or going off or how that would work. But if you look at the general population for mass shooters and you compare it to just certain like marks so the Asian American population they Asian Americans perpetrate 6.4% of mass shootings and they make up 5.9% of the population so they're they are slightly overrepresented the African American population is 20.9% of shooters And in the general population, it's 13.4% of the population. So again, an overrepresentation. But those with a Latino background are actually less likely to be shooters given, like, when compared to the general population. So 8.1% of shooters, but they make up 18.5% of the population. So when you're trying to, like, pinpoint numbers okay you do this on average and you have this many people on average same with like the the caucasian population they are 52.3 percent of mass shooters but then population wise they're 56 percent of the population and that is taking out latino since that is a, a subcategory and same with middle eastern taking that out so they are Slightly underrepresented, not that we want any more representation, but generally, as soon as you hear that a white person has perpetrated a mass shooting, you usually hear white supremacy surrounding it, even though with the other shooters, you don't hear the same type of rhetoric. Well, it's interesting you say that, though, because a Parkland shooting father, um, a father of one of the victims just came out yesterday to let the governor of Texas know that he needs to handle this mass shooting a little bit differently than they do all others because, as he says, it's not about the gun. It's about the individual. Right, and we're not handling people. I don't want to say we're not handling people as individuals, but we're not handling the situation 
as it should be, looking at it thoroughly and getting all of the elements. It's just, oh, it's a bad white guy, or it's a bad so-and-so, or it's a bad gun law, or I don't know, they just kind of make up some sort of a, a focal point instead of saying, okay, well, let's look at his family history. Let's look at who his role models were. Let's look at if he had any mental health issues. Mental health hasn't been brought up one time, as far as I could tell, by people on the left. And that's exactly his point. And he actually brought to light the former governor of Florida. It was Rick Scott. Okay. He put together a group or commission that looked at not what happened the day of, not what gun the person used, not what ammunition, how uh, many magazines, how many shots fired, how many people did. He dove into the life story of the individual to find out what what the root cause was, if they could. What was the kid's history or the young adult's history? Why would they bring a weapon to school and kill young children? That sort of avenue to try to figure out what the heck's going on here. Because there's a mass shooting after mass shooting after mass shooting. And we're not stopping them by having gun control, by releasing, by banning assault weapons, and then not releasing kids or young adults' ability to buy weapons until they're 21. That doesn't fix things. No, it it really doesn't. If you look at what happened in 1999 in Colorado, those two individuals existed and perpetrated their crime under an assault weapons ban. So it didn't actually stop a mass shooting. And if you look at the people who are touting the assault weapons ban that was in place from 94 to 2004, the crimes still happen. Mass shootings still happen. And California, as an example, has a bunch of laws. And in fact, as soon as the Texas shooting happened, the most recent one, they decided that more laws were the answer, even though they have law after law after law on the books and many of them oftentimes don't get enforced or they're enforced for a little bit and then they're relaxed and then they're enforced again. So they pick and choose which laws they actually want to enforce or they make laws that are so convoluted people don't even know how to follow them. But not gun related, but now they're looking at like the LA City Council is looking at banning homeless encampments from schools and daycares they have to stay up to 500 feet away so now we're just recriminalizing homelessness even though there was a law in the books before it was either good or it wasn't good did it work or didn't it work but so just add another law recriminalize other people i don't know it's it's just so convoluted yes it's confusing it's people that create problems, and then they say there's a solution to the problems, and they're not helping fix anything. They're just exacerbating the problem and making it continue on election cycle after election cycle because it does seem to ebb and flow as one group is in office, violent crime, gun deaths tend to go up. When another one, another group is in office, they tend to go down. Right, and if, well... If you were to listen to some of the ladies on The View, apparently it's Christian nationalism and Christians, which are the problem. So maybe if we just ban Christians, that will stop mass shootings. Because clearly everyone who has perpetrated a mass shooting lately has been doing it on behalf of 
Christianity I as a whole. I haven't heard of any one of them being a Christian or Christianity or a churchgoer at all. So our president seems to think we need to ban assault weapons. Well, that would include 9mm, which is apparently the worst type of bullet you can fire, according to him. So we need to ban 9mm bullets and guns that can shoot 9mm bullets. Yeah, well, he would like to raise the age of purchase from 18 to 21. He wants to increase red flag laws, strengthen background checks, repeal. Here's the one I don't understand whatsoever. Repeal the immunity that protect gun manufacturers from liability. If some young kid lives in a broken home and none of them follow the law, why would it be the manufacturer of said weapons responsibility to pay out to victims? What they're trying to do is they're trying to get gun manufacturers to just go out of manufacturing guns. Yes. That's the real they want ultimate. Them to go out of business. Yes. So if we are going to hold companies responsible for the manner in which their guns are used or other weaponry. So if somebody takes a pencil made by a certain manufacturer and stabs somebody else in the eyeball with it, is it the manufacturer of the pencils fault? You sue number two pencil maker. Yes. Or if somebody gets behind the wheel and they drive like an idiot, I'm not saying driving drunk, but they drive like an idiot and cause an accident should you sue the car manufacturer? Well, if it's a Tesla, of course, because everybody hates Elon Musk right now. Right. So we're we're getting away from the actual problem, or we're not addressing the problem. We don't want to address the problem. We just want to put a nice little bow on it. Sounds good. Get me some votes and move on. Well, here's how these guys always end their conversations, too. Biden insisted, I want to make it clear, this is not about taking away anybody's guns. It's not about vilifying gun owners. Elsewhere in the speech, the commander-in-chief voiced his opinion again that the Second Amendment is not absolute. I think we should make him understand that the First Amendment's not absolute and take away his ability to talk. Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, if you look at the, what is that saying, the sum total of the parts, if you look at their sum total of the parts and all the violence that's gone around nationwide because of them, because of defund the police. Because of vilifying gun owners, and by gun owners I mean police departments with law-abiding, tax-paying police officers, here again, these guys create the problem, then they say their solution. And he mucked it up again by signing an executive order, I believe it was last night or night before, that they want to make sure that if an officer gets terminated that he goes into a national registry to where he can be followed across anywhere across the country. But within that executive order is also a statement that the U.S. government will not transfer military-type supplies to police departments or SWAT departments where they can go out and stop crime. Right, and if you don't have the right equipment, you can't, oh, I don't know, open a classroom door that's been bolted shut to get to a shooter. According to them, it was the door was shut and they couldn't get in. So we don't want to have any type of equipment that could allow the police officers to get in there. In fact, let's take away their guns, too. 
officers just get to walk around and, oh, you want to shoot at them, you want to assault them, just go ahead. They're not real humans. Somehow we're going to make them lesser people. But yeah, putting somebody in a registry for being possibly a bad officer and taking away the transfer of supplies is somehow the exact same thing. We've defunded the police. Let's just keep blaming the police. Yes, I guess is the Second Amendment not absolute for the Secret Service? Right. Anyone who protects the president with guns, uh, they need to take away all their guns. He needs to lead by example, show that they're unnecessary. Same, anyone who's protected by guns who wants to tell me that guns are not the answer kind of don't care about their opinion. Correct. So let's go back to 1981 point in history. You know what happened in 1981? No. We had a new president. His name was Ronald Reagan. And a gentleman by the name of John Hinckley tried to assassinate him. Didn't they just give him a free pass, let him out? He doesn't have to check in anymore. He's So a judge has found that he is fully healed and that his psychosis or whatever he had is under control and he's safe to be out in society. So he was actually in, I don't know, I don't think you'd call it a, a nut house. Halfway house. Thank you. For the last, I believe, well, since 2017. Right, he was transferred yes, out. Yes, he of was the, transferred yeah. out under limited supervision. And then now he's released to live with his mom. And I didn't realize he was an aspiring singer, songwriter, and he has 27,000 YouTube subscribers to his channel. Wow. I guess there was a movie that was out back in the day that he tried to emulate and he tried to impress actress Jodie Foster. And that was his excuse for shooting a president and two other people. And I believe Bradley or Brady was on Reagan's team. And he was paralyzed. And he died 33 or 34 years later. And they called it a, um, a murder because it was a direct result of the, the shooting. shooting. Yes. Yeah, but we... It's okay for us to let him out and call him healed when he perpetrated a shooting with a gun. That's okay. Let's let him out. It was just a Republican. Right. An attempted assassination on a president of the United States, I think, warrants prison for life. Yeah, uh, but we just don't really take gun crimes as seriously if it's against someone we don't like. Well, I believe it was a congressman that was shot at a softball game. Yes. Scalise. Yep, Scalise. Who almost died. And a lot of people that were on The View and had the opposing political opinion about him said, bummer, he just got shot. He didn't die. Yep. We, again, we care when it's the correct person. So all of these people who are saying that they, they care then go out and try to create laws that say they don't care. <laughs> Basically, they don't care. Or they want to defund the police or they want to... Oh, okay, so let's just go with defund the police because that somehow will take care of all of our problems. There is a police department. I believe it's actually Seattle's police department. They are no longer investigating any sex crimes perpetrated against adult, against adults because they don't have the police 
officers necessary to actually investigate. They're down to four. They need 12. The person in charge of the unit is hopeful for eight, but they only have four. So any sexual assaults that are perpetrated up in Seattle that need to be investigated by a detective are no longer being assigned to anyone. There's not going to be an investigation. So we are defunding the police. We are making sure that there's not enough police on the police force. And then we get crimes perpetrated and no investigation. Well, once something happens to somebody of power or a family member, then they'll do a complete 180. So I've never heard of a hotel called the Market Hotel. Apparently, it has something to do with this Hinkley as well. And they made a statement on Twitter that uh, what he did was nowhere near the billions of atrocities that Reagan committed. Oh, so it was okay to shoot him. Yeah, so I guess it raised such a fervor, though, that the tweet mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, they're good at doing stuff. like They'll allow certain tweets to disappear. They won't even... The Wayback Machine turns out to be... Uh, seems like they lean politically left because they will allow leftists to hide things that they don't want out there anymore. Whereas right-leaning, if you don't want it out there anymore, they're, they're glad to archive it for, for all. Yeah. And it's interesting how Twitter tweets, tweet, Twitters, (laughs) tweets on Twitter come come and go depending on who you are and what gets said and what doesn't get said. I guess Elon Musk made a, a little tweet this week. All of my employees that were working from home, you must come back to work or leave your job. Right. He wants, and then you also have to go back to the location that you are hired for. So he said, if you're HR in San Francisco, you can't go to another office. You have to actually be in office at the place where you were hired to be at. But what's interesting about that, there are all these people saying that going in person is not a thing anymore, that everybody's going remote or hybrid and more people need to be like that. But a lot of these cities have given tax breaks to the companies to set up their headquarters or their offices there. So that way they'll get local businesses will be. Well, they'll be monetarily enhanced yes, by the, all the people coming in and then there there's market enhancement. And, right. So they want, and then of course there's the, payroll taxes and things like that that can also help the city if they have a local tax base there. And now with everybody going remote, whatever the tax break or offerings were for getting these people to come downtown are in jeopardy. That and Elon Musk is a... a Evil man. Workaholic is what I was going to go with, so it doesn't surprise me that he wants people present. Right, and he still along with that, he wants to cut his workforce at Tesla by 10%. And I guess he said that he's seen the downturn in the economy because of not Joe Biden. Yeah, and what he's saying is they've been just, free money's been flying through the air and just landed on all kinds of people, and there's going to be several bankruptcies and things are going to whip around, which he thinks is a good thing. Well, as long as he survives, I'm sure he thinks it's a good thing. Well, I believe him because he seems to be a really good business guy. So why don't you go work for him? Good question. Why don't I? I could work at a Tesla gas station and fill their cars up for them. (laughs) 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 
So there was a subcommittee meeting. Let's stay with the guns here for another minute or two. And apparently a sitting congressman pulled out his semi-automatic pistol and showed it through the Zoom call and gave an explanation as to why he has one, how safe it is. And apparently another representative, and I think she's from Florida. I'm not going to give her name. Uh, She blew an absolute gasket saying that it's unsafe for you to do something like that. We need to pass these laws for the children of America. I don't care if you're anti or pro, A-B-O, you spell the rest of it. I believe that the infanticide in certain time periods after that have killed more kids than any group of mass shooters in American history. It Yes, but they're not, we don't consider them real people, and that's the way we justify allowing it to happen. And I know we've mentioned it before that up to 13 weeks, it actually has more, like a majority support for it. And then after 13 weeks, you lose that, like it just tumbles down on how how much support there is for each week after 13 weeks and the reasons why. Well, as it should, and we never really need to fully get into that debate one way or the other because it's a very hot topic and it's a, a dangerous topic. To talk no, about. it is, but some of the laws that they want passed say 40 weeks. Right. And Thank the difference is, is I've just decided not to. I've right. just decided. Right. The thing is with me, though, if you look at dog pet commercials and you look at animals, we treat our dogs and cats with more respect and stricter laws if you mutilate or you hurt an animal than we do a human life. Well, right, and if you look at the laws that we have on the books, I believe that certain bird eggs are protected. You can't just go take them and make yourself an omelet out of them. Uh, Certain turtle eggs are protected. There's a lot of federally protected birds. Right, so if you have protected, you protect bird eggs at a higher rate than you protect human life, which is really interesting to me. Well, there's a bird that flies over from the coast here, and if it makes one nest during one season, because they repetitively come back every year to have their young, they're federally protected and you cannot touch them. And we have a spot on our hangar where about, 500 of them flew in last year, made mud daubing nests and had their babies and flew off. And had we not been aware of it and were very mindful when we bring the airplanes in and out of the hangar, we could have done literally hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage to the airplanes. Crazy. Yes, just by um, boops. So we are getting into another water crisis here in California. I know we've been speaking about it for the last several weeks. But apparently the water restrictions have come. So a Southern California water district has started installing restrictors on the homes of customers who use too much water. And we're talking residential. Does that shut you off restrictors? They are a make it trickle restrictor, so it stops you from being able to water any sort of lawn or any outdoor use, basically. And you have enough that you can cook with, drinking water, and take a shower. I believe you can still do laundry, but don't quote me on that one. 
um, because some of what's been put out on it is people need to learn to take two-minute showers. So I'm not quite certain that they would... I wouldn't put it past them that you wouldn't be able to do laundry or they would restrict it even further. But if you try to take the restrictor off, it will cost you $2,500. And then the... They will put it on for a period of two weeks. Again, they've already installed some of these on high-use homes, as they claim. So they will evaluate you after two weeks, see if you've learned your lesson, and then go to take it off. Oh, going to see if you've learned your lesson. Going to punish you like a little adolescent. Yes, they are. So this is a... Apparently, there were 20 homes that were going to be targeted, but because people voluntarily changed their water usage... It went down to two actual installs. And so if they're going to start doing this, which they they already have in this particular Southern California Water District, every celebrity home is going to need them because they all have nice lawns. So every celebrity home that they don't need to water anything outside, so all of them need restrictors. And I'm not saying that I actually support it. I'm just... We're, we're going for small residential places. Let's go for the big ones. Well, maybe they should get with Sin Lawn or whoever does the synthetic lawns now that are of good quality. Tell people, okay, what we're going to do is we're not going to charge you that amount in property tax this year for you to hire a contractor to come out, take your lawn out, and put the fake lawn in. incentivize people instead of trying to threaten them and doing everything by punishment yes because apparently that's just the way we roll here in california is we do things by punishment well and we know full well because we have a billion year history in this country that we are a drought rich environment there's always droughts in california we're a desert climate for the most part we're bringing in millions upon millions of people without redoing the infrastructure and bringing in more water. And they keep voting down actually redoing the infrastructure. It's funny because if we have the the amount of money that they say we have in California, why don't we work on our infrastructure? And by the amount of money, I mean the surplus that they claim that we have. Why isn't it going to water and storage and access and all of that. Instead, what we're doing is we're taking out our hydro plants because we don't actually have enough water to run them and to generate the electricity. So they're taking out the hydro plants. So not only are we in a drought, we smartly put in hydro plants in this drought-riddled environment. We're going to take those out. We also have an electricity shortage so we're going to have even more of an electricity shortage. We're just doing wonders here in California. We're the best with these folks. They know how to do it all. And, and how like much to- money do you think they spent on installing that hydro plant that they're now going to take out? It's going to cost them probably more to remove it than it is to keep it. Just like Israel, who does the opposite, they took desert and made it the most fertile agricultural land, I think, in all of the Middle East. We wouldn't want to do things right, though. we got to keep our, our good name here in California. Yeah, we want to bring in more, take more, while well, the smart ones are leaving. So I don't know what that says for me, but the smart ones are packing up and moving out. Too bad we can't do a 
a nice little switcheroo here in California, but people seem to be bent on driving down California as much as they possibly can without realizing what they're doing. Because I think some of the people really have no idea. Oh, okay, Mr. Newsom is so great. We got to keep people like him. They keep voting for it. So they just think that it's awesome. Yeah, by switcheroo, I thought you meant bring DeSantis out here as our governor and send him to this other knucklehead to Florida. See how <laughs> I'm fast sure the Florida states would love it. Yeah. So let's stay on crime and that sort of stuff. So what's that LADA's name? Gascon. Gascon. George Gascon, who's going through a second recall attempt. Yeah, it's it's a waste of time. Well, it is because they cheat and they figure out how to get their friends at the state level and the high local levels to fudge numbers, make uh, vote tallies not legitimate. Well, they just did one also in Southern California where a local board person was kicked out of by a judge was kicked out of his spot and it was given to somebody else because apparently this local board person had cheated and it was a very close election for him and whoever he was running against and so actually there was fraudulent voting and that was just one little local election so don't tell me that it wasn't happening nationally even if every local election had someone doing something little hinky you think that it doesn't affect the next level up and the next level up. Well, I'm not a judge, nor am I an attorney. But what is the DA's job? What what do they actually get hired to do? They're supposed to prosecute crime within their jurisdiction. And they do have to prioritize what type of crime they are going to go after. Usually they have certain priorities where some will say, we want to go after people committing this type of murder, or we want to go after gang members, or we want to go after people committing sexual assaults, or we're really going to take seriously, and then they'll have something that they usually focus on. For him, it's not going after people harshly because it's not nice to put them in jail. Well, apparently that's how he felt he could handle things, and he just got told that he is overstating his authority because an appellate court and then an appellate uh, uh, court above that said that he cannot just take the three strikes law in California and just shelf it and not prosecute based on somebody with three strikes. Right, and he's also gone to try and reverse strikes of people, so that way he's trying it both ways, either just not add the strike onto the record when they're prosecuting or actually try to go back to a judge and get a strike removed so that way the crime that they're currently prosecuting for um, even if it becomes a strike, their other strike is gone, so then they're still just a two-striker, if that makes yes. sense. Yes, well, and here in my humble, simpleton opinion, you have crime running rapid across the entire United States, if not the entire world. We have a DA that decides he doesn't want to prosecute people correctly, so then the crime increases. People see that, and they realize, ah, oh, if I go out and I do these snatch and grabs or I beat the, you know what, out of somebody, assault them, steal their jewelry. Um, They're the ones that are the problem, not me. I'm going to get away with it. Right, and we've seen video after video of people just going in and getting away with it. Some aren't even wearing anything across their face anymore. No, they're Because they they don't care. They they know that they're not going to do any time. That is correct. And it's interesting that now like these most recent killings with guns against these kids and these young adults 
They want to go after that with the full force of the law or create new laws against law-abiding, tax-paying citizens because the people that are perpetrating the crimes will not be punished by these laws. Right. If you obtained your guns unlawfully, what is it to you? And for some, they obtained the guns lawfully, but they shouldn't have been able to. So, for instance, in Aurora, Illinois, uh, the shooter failed a background check and was told to turn in his gun. He did not, and the police never went to confiscate it. So even when the law is already in place, they're not exercising it, just like the nice district attorney in L.A. You also had Aurora, Colorado, where um, the individual was found not guilty by reason of insanity, and his mental health issues were widely known but not addressed, and a psychiatrist didn't want to inflame the situation and refer him for an involuntary involuntary commitment, which would have stopped him from being able to buy guns. And we see it over and over. So even when the law is in place, they're not utilizing the law. So why would this be any different? It won't be. And that's why during COVID here in California, you go to all these DAs and these prisons and our governor, I believe they let out about 23,000 what they called low-level um, offenders. And that included people who committed sex offenses, too. And are in the process of potentially releasing another 30,000. Right. And so in, I'm not saying that lock them up, throw away the key is the right answer. But if we are not addressing the issues that led them there in the first place. Rehabilitation. Yes, rehabilitating them, letting them out isn't going to work either. It's just going to let them commit crime sooner. Just like the individuals up in Sacramento at the nightclub shooting, that it was individuals who got out of jail, one within the last couple of weeks before the shooting, and already had guns that they weren't lawfully allowed to have. So the laws didn't work. Two... The individuals themselves were let out early. One of them especially was let out, was a violent person who was let out early. Huh. I was just thinking about something while you were talking about that with assault weapons, the infamous AR. It'd be neat to have a survey done across America of AR owners, but a lot of them wouldn't answer it because they don't want people to know they own them. But actually, how many of these gun owners' guns actually see the light of day? Oh, that they don't just have them somewhere? Yes, I guarantee you, just like the last run when Mr. Obama was president and they were freaking out because they thought he was going to do something major with gun control, gun sales went up like 4,000%. I guarantee a lot of those people have probably already resold those weapons because they really didn't want to buy them, or they sit in a gun safe or in a closet um, locked up and never see the light of day. And it kind of reminds me of people, because I'm in the boating thing, that buy boats. They spend this money. They have all these delusions of grandeur. The very first time the boat breaks and they realize, oh, my God, it's going to be $5,000 to replace that part. The boat sits derelict and never goes out on the water and gets used. Right. And then you have somebody who's like, oh, the engines are gone, but it floats. So do you want to buy it? Exactly. Mr. Gascon, news blurb just in. Beep, 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 beep. A mother and toddler who were intentionally hit on a road down in SoCal are upset. The mom's upset because Mr. Gascon is only given the person five-month probation camp as a sentence. 
And they were intentionally hit? Yes, they were intentionally mowed down. Was it by somebody that they knew, or was it just a random mowing? A California teen convicted of plowing a car into a mother and her eight-month-old son will spend just five months in a diversionary program thanks to LADA Gascon, according to the woman who survived the crash. Despite shocking surveillance on August 6, 2021, numerous eyewitnesses and initial felony charges, the teen will serve his sentence in a juvenile probation camp. Okay, so that makes him under the age of 18, and he, Gascon, had previously said that he didn't want to overcharge juveniles as adults. Well, a vehicle is a deadly weapon, should have been an attempted murder charge. Especially if intentional. Like an accident, I can understand he lost control of the vehicle, got confused between the gas and the brake, lost a tire, something. Well, he attempted to drive away, but another driver who saw the whole incident plowed him down and pushed him against the road so he couldn't leave. We had that happen here in Fresno. Where a an individual hit a an adult, and it was at night. They were apparently drunk driving. They were a teenager, so they were under the age of 21. Not that it would have mattered anyway in that regard, but they killed the person, ran. Ultimately, they figured out who it was. I don't know if it was video evidence or someone turned him in, evidence at the scene. But because he covered up enough of the crime and already started fixing the vehicle and had it cleaned out, and then all the alcohol was out of his system, even though I guess there were some social media posts about him drinking or a girlfriend said they were drinking together, he got away with it. So I I can't really blame the person for trying to run and try to get away with it. I mean, I do blame the person. Don't take that the wrong way. I do blame the person for doing it. But running away seems to have some added benefits in our society. Well, we have a senator that did it, and the woman drowned, and we had others of leadership do the exact same thing and get away with it. So running helps. Running works. Running can help you get away with it. We don't actually want people who take full responsibility. We want people who deny any sort of responsibility, really. Well, you know, and you do have to look at the case, and maybe you're right. Maybe the kid is diabetic, and he had, you know, lack of sugar, no insulin, and he freaked and veered into him, and it looked like he was intentionally doing it. There's all kinds of factors there. But when you the factor is the kid has a mental issue or something and intentionally tried to run into somebody, he needs to be found guilty, held accountable, and he needs to be re- rehabilitated and pay for his crime. Well, this uh, DA hasn't been known for holding people accountable, so it won't happen. Let's see, there was a an adult who said they are a woman now, was given a lighter sentence because he was, he at the time was under the age of 18 when he sexually assaulted a either a 10 or 12 year old, I want to say she was 10, and then became a woman after that, after the age of 18, he was found as now a she, and received minimal time in jail for the sexual assault and was treated as a minor because that's what the DA said he wanted to do. He wanted to treat all minor cases as (laughs) as 
not real crimes, even with how bad they are. It doesn't matter. He just wants to make sure that they don't get too much time. I wonder if he was a criminal in his past. Well, Bowden of San Francisco has two parents who committed crimes and did time in jail and also kind of has a similar mindset, so it's possible. Family heritage? Mm-hmm. Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter is almost complete. Is it now? Is it going to go through with all their tweet bots? Looks like it might go through, according to a news clip. Yep, he's met his uh, antitrust time frame, the waiting period. So let's talk about things that people can get away with again. Well, not again. Let's let's continue to talk about things people can get away with. Criminality? Like Michael Sussman. Oh, he's on my list today, too. Michael Sussman is, has been found not guilty. And it it just interests me on how and what they found him not guilty for. So he was only charged, and I say only, he was only charged with lying to the FBI. Well, for our new listeners, tell them who... Michael Sussman is. So Michael Sussman was working for Perkins and Coey, a firm that handles legal legal cases for the DNC, for Hillary Clinton, and for many others, high profile individuals. So Michael Sussman was working for the Clinton campaign and the DNC. Had there are billing records to show that That's who he worked for. I don't know how many other cases he handled, but he at least handled cases for the DNC and Hillary Clinton. In 2016, he shopped a dossier of on the Trump Russia collusion scandal. He shopped a dossier to the FBI and to the CIA. Ultimately, Hillary Clinton and their campaign pushed it, I believe, through the New York Times to to release this information. But while working for Hillary Clinton in the DNC, he shops the dossier to the FBI, and the FBI took their time, reviewed it, and determined that it was inauthentic. Nothing in there was truthful, and it was all made up. But the damage had already been done. And then when they started going through who they were going to prosecute and who did what, when, why, or why, and how, we heard a lot early on about the investigation by Mueller and that went on for a couple years and then in comes John Durham looking into the the hoax part of it this the scandal is that this information was made up and then it hurt kind of the United States as a whole so John Durham's investigating finds Michael Sussman was receiving payments for services rendered from Hillary Clinton and from the DNC while shopping this dossier. So the the charges for Michael Sussman were solely related to lying to the FBI, not the actual fabrication of the dossier, solely related to lying to the FBI. What he lied about was that he was he said he was not working for any person that he came across the information, was being a good citizen, 
and turning it over to the FBI. Even though his billing records show otherwise, correct? Correct. His billing records show otherwise, and apparently during the investigation, too, some of the text messages or email records also showed that he knew that he had lied. But the only thing they went after him for was lying to the FBI, saying that he wasn't working for anyone when he was. He was found not guilty of that crime. And how, with all that evidence, do you get found not guilty? So the judge was an Obama appointee and had the ultimate authority on allowing or disallowing some of the jury members and what would be allowed in that courtroom. Because sometimes if there's a certain relationship, they will just get an automatic, like, okay, you can't serve on the jury. There was an individual who worked for the federal government who also donated to the Democrats in 2016, and they were allowed to be on the jury. The judge said, I'll just tell them that they have to be unbiased. Should have been disqualified. So you had that individual. You had another individual who explicitly stated that they absolutely did not like Trump. So So those two should have been disqualified as jurors. Yes, they should have been. And there was even a third juror that we know about that. So Sussman has a child who is, I believe, in high school. A fellow parent was on the jury because the the child and this other person's child played together on the same team at the same school. And so a parent was allowed to be on the jury that I think that that's too close of a relationship. Would you let your best friend or would you let a best friend be on the jury? I'm not saying that they were best friends, but usually when your kids play together on some sort of sports team, you really get to know the other parents. So I think that that was too close of a relation to be allowed and a bias. Very much so. So I can't state claim to this, but a Fox News contributor, Greg Jarrett, I think is his name, said after the verdict, is Hillary Clinton ever going to be held accountable for her misdoings? No, she will never be held accountable. And don't mistake this particular case. This wasn't about holding Hillary Clinton accountable either because Sussman is too far removed. He may have shopped the dossier, but... Clinton's right-hand person for the campaign even said that she was shopping the falsehoods. Like, she gave the go-ahead to shop the falsehoods and get them out there. I understand you want to win, and I understand people sling mud all the time, but this was an absolute made-up falsehood that made it appear that Trump was on the take of a foreign government. Right, which the FBI and a friend of theirs at the CIA continued to carry on for months and months and months, months turning into years. I mean, Mueller's investigation. So the same type of thing happened under Mueller's investigation is they, which I don't understand why Sussman wasn't charged at this time too, but I guess they were looking at it in a different way. Running out the statute of limitations. Is what they were doing. And that is what has happened because one of the charges just as a side, for assessment couldn't be charged because the statute of limitations had already run. So they had five years. They had to go on a different one that he had restated the same lie. So they had it a second time. But you have, 
a former senator, a former secretary of state, someone who's been very high up in the government shopping these falsehoods. It's not like they were just saying he has proclivities for other women because he apparently does and just slinging the traditional mud. This went much farther. And in fact, it went so far that people won Pulitzer Prizes. Pulitzer, right? Pulitzer Mm -hmm. Prizes for their reporting on the Trump-Russia collusion, which did not exist. On fake news. And I believe I have said this before, and I will say it again. Mr. Trump has done business around the country and the world for years, two or three decades. He had done business with Russia before, and probably the Ukraine, and probably China, and Japan. If there was dirt on him... It was already known. It it, already exists. It would have been well known and already existed. And I don't doubt that there's dirt somewhere. They would have to find a way to release it that didn't implicate the United States government colluding to make something happen. So maybe that's why it didn't get released. Well, if Hillary was that prime of a candidate and that good at what she was able to do and accomplish, she would have never had to pull up dirt like this and create some fake narrative. Yeah, create dirt. It was a total fabrication. And it's just so interesting that a total fabrication took over our lives media-wise for years and years and years. And the interesting thing is just prior to that, she had actually had a server that had top secret documents and uh, info on it, and she got away with it. Yes, she wasn't appropriately um, investigated for that too. And in fact, the investigation, apparently the original statement that they were going to make on the investigation essentially included a chargeable offense. So then lawyers came out and said, oh, no, 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 you can't say this. You can't say that she did these things or else it's chargeable. So instead... They worked basically for Clinton to say what they wanted to say that wasn't a chargeable offense. Yeah, and yet just one little case, a young man's on a submarine as a sailor, takes a handful of pictures to show his family how cool it is, his job and where he works and what he does. And he gets kicked out of the Navy, prosecuted, and sent to jail. Right, and she can trade in top secret document she can house them on an inappropriate server she can move things around she could bleach bit it she can hide all of her information she even at one point said i'll tell you what's important and turn it over to the government when that wasn't accepted that's when they canned the whole server and nothing happens so there are a couple of sets of laws here one for the haves one for the have-nots and the political elitists are definitely the haves They are, unless you have an R after your name, then some of them, they will go after you with full force. Oh, absolutely, they will. Yeah, And rising gas prices, so just to kind of segue into another another topic of fun conversation. So something we've been told about Biden is that he doesn't control the gas prices, even though he's been in politics for decades. He becomes president, says he'll solve a problem. We have the highest gas prices we've ever seen. And one on one side, we're told that he he doesn't control gas prices, so it's not his fault. 
But then he talks about the things that he's going to do to fix it. Well, in a year and a half, he hasn't fixed anything. And if he doesn't control it, why is he still talking? How can he fix it? How can he fix it? If he doesn't control it, it's not his fault. How is he going to come up with the fix? Correct. And I've got something for that. So bear with me. It's the new numbers for how many people have gotten jobs this month. Okay. Well, just real quick on the the gas, and I'll let you go into that, is Biden actually, in one of his speeches, made a statement that this is how we're going to segue into other energy sources, is that we need to have this discomfort. So I found that very telling, that it's more of an on-purpose than an accident, even though it's, quote-unquote, not Biden's fault. So anyway... Go ahead. Okay, so job growth this week, America added 390,000 new jobs, beating the estimate of 328,000. Unemployment made it to 3.65%. It's the lowest since February of 2020. And the job growth gains were broad. So we have hospitality, which added 84,000 jobs. I want you to do the math on this real quick. We I'll added, try. Okay, we added 84,000 jobs in hospitality. Professional and businesses, 75,000. And transportation, 47,000. So does that total? 206,000. Okay, it totals 206, which I had, which means that all other sectors, whatever that may be, were the gainers of the rest. However, retail shed 61,000 jobs. And it's a big tout about how great the economy is and, and what's going on. Well, gas prices are up everywhere, like you just said. There's still 11.4 million jobs open as of the end of April. It's near a record high. Well, the number of Americans quitting their job is well above pre-pandemic levels. Everyone's earnings rose 5.2%. So you got a net raise at your job of 5.2%. And they're touting that as a great accomplishment. Well, if you add the cost of fuel, the cost of medical, cost of groceries, cost of your power, your, your electric bill, your water bill, your clothing bill, um, I think we're at a net loss of probably about 30% of our incomes. Oh, I definitely think we're at a net loss. So I'm a I'm the budgeter between my husband and I. I usually run the budget. And we talk about it together. We, we do things together. I know I've mentioned previously that I've had to raise the budget in certain areas because cost of groceries kept going up the cost of gas kept going up we have reached a point now in our budget where i have actually stopped filling our envelopes because we do an envelope system and we are going back to um, using the card still tracking all of our spending but we're going to go back to using the card because we haven't been able to keep up with the costs so for instance the grocery budget has just every week that we go grocery shopping, I am not buying anything exorbitant, but the cost keeps going up. Every week that I go and I get gas, same thing. The costs have gone up so much that what used to be my budget for minor repairs, getting oil, things like that, 
plus gas, weekly gas budget, I am now over just on gas alone. And I used to hit that under every single month until we had to do like a big repair. So I can't keep up with how much it's going up each month. My budget is off each month because it keeps going up. And we're not just going to not go get groceries because we drive to the grocery store. Or uh, luckily the kids are out for the summer, not take the kids to school. So we are reaching a point where my cash-based system, (laughs) I'm running dry before the end of the month. And it's not because I'm I'm personally overspending the budget and buying exorbitant things. It's because our cost of doing business has gone up so much. So well, interesting thinking of that when you guys are still a two income family, yet one of you works from home. You only have one vehicle, so therefore it's one insurance, one fuel cost, one maintenance cost, and all you're doing is shuttling your kids from point A to point B and back. And you're still having struggles and having difficulty keeping up with the rising costs. When you get a a smart aleck response from the government leadership who don't drive their own vehicles, their gas is supplemented by the taxpayers that just get used to it. Just adjust your lifestyle. Right, Adjust down so we can just do, or you get one from everybody's favorite mayor, Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, where he says, well, switch to electric. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to not buy gas at five, six, seven dollars a gallon, but I'll be able to afford buying a $50,000 plus dollar car. Okay. Plus, you still have electric costs in California that are exorbitant. PG&E keeps going up for us. So it's not the end-all, be-all solution that they claim it is. And we don't have enough power. Well, it is good for a certain sect of the economy and people because they can still afford to buy the $50,000 car and then buy the $35,000 solar system for their house so they can have an EV charging port so they can then charge their vehicle. When if you did the math, cut down on your PG&E usage at home, you could still use the gas vehicle and maybe barely make it make headway. These people have unrealistic expectations of us These people don't know what the heck they're talking about. We go through these cycles time and time again, ebbs and flows, ups and downs, where they think they know what to do and they don't. They tinker with the economy instead of just leaving it alone. Picking the winners and the losers. Yes, let the forces lie where they may. Stop picking winners and losers. Stop helping their friends when all of their union buddies help them get elected, shifting projects to make them look good and make money for them. And unfortunately, this is where I ask you that question quite often. Are we the greatest country in the world? Seems like we have gone away from that. And it depends on who you are and where you're at, unfortunately. So military times. Interesting the way they block their articles. We have one that talks about sexual misconduct prevention in the Army is disjointed and unclear, a watchdog group says after their review. Yet then the very next article Fort Bragg, warrant officer convicted in sexual offense case. Right. Well, there's, it is disjointed, I will say. Um, One of the things that came out recently was that they are, when they go after officers, they seem to get away with more than when they go after enlisted. I understand it's a warrant officer, but technically enlisted. They, 
have more control, judges do, of what they're going to do with enlisted than they do with officers. Because when you dismiss somebody from the military as an officer, it's a felony. And so they want to make sure that the punishment fits the crime. So oftentimes they're allowed to retire and they get a slap on the wrist. Or sometimes they just get a letter of reprimand. They don't even get the uh, the dismissal or uh, forced retirement or anything like that. So there's actually two different systems in place that Congress would need to fix because enlisted are more likely to actually get in trouble. So don't officers have to abide by the UCMJ as well? They do, but what what seems to happen is that judges are given the option for officers because of the way the law is written, that either they get a reprimand or they get a very big punishment that may not fit the crime that they committed. So when given the option of a super hefty penalty or a light penalty, they end up going with a light penalty so as to not overdo the punishment. Whereas there's such a wide range with enlisted on what they can do that they tend to get punished more severely in contrast because there's more options. Thank you, Congress. Interesting how they set these rules up for the haves and the have-nots. Right, because as you get so high up in the military, it generally becomes more of a political position. So if you go overseas with your spouse, if he or she is in the military, and you have children going to a DOD school, should the parents pay for the kids' meals? I'm not sure. That's a good question, because here in the United States, we have free lunch programs and stuff like that, and a lot of people don't actually make as much money as you would think. Correct, and parents now will start paying for school meals again at overseas DOD schools. That's interesting. Well, I guess there was a pause during the pandemic, but now that it's technically over, they're going back to charging. I think they offered more lunch options across the board um, to all students. So maybe that you said it's going back to pre-pandemic time. So it looks like the program's just expired. Yes. So how many times a day do you think Joe Biden lies? Every time he opens his mouth. So it could be from one to a hundred. So he was at giving a speech at the U.S. Naval Academy, and he claimed that he was accepted to the military institution back in 1965, but he declined. Really? There is no evidence or indication at all that he was going to play football or that he was going to the Naval Academy. Didn't he claim once that he was a truck driver at one time? Yes, he claimed to be a truck driver. Um, He said instead he went to the University of Delaware, but never played football there. So you're going to, you want to go to the Naval Academy. You want to play football for the military as a midshipman, but somebody blocks your pass. So you go to the University of Delaware and you never play football at all. Makes sense to me. Makes a whole lot of sense. Makes sense to me. Well, you look at him daily when you do see him, and he looks like he's uh, been hit in the head too many times with a football. Yeah, he uh, his years also didn't match history either. So 
He was going back to the university of making stuff up. I was going to say, they no- <laughs> they normally don't because a lot of them folks embellish a lot. you got a lot of congressmen that say they were in the Navy. You have a lot to say they did this in the military or they fought combat here or they made this money there. Come to find out it's all fake news. A lot of what he said is fake news. Like when he went down to South Africa and got arrested for supporting the apartheid or against the apartheid movement. When he went down there, he said he got arrested, which was not the case at all. Or like Hillary Clinton. when Being she shot at? Yep. <laughs> when she said she landed under a cover of fire, blah, blah, blah. And then there's video evidence of them. I believe it was her and Chelsea Clinton just like walking off I've the I've watched plane. the video, walking hand yeah. in hand. Yeah, pathetic. That they have to lie and embellish. And it's not like you're just... Your version of the events may slightly differ. Like, oh, I thought it was sunny day and it was a cloudy day. <laughs> Over, t- I mean, right. coming under bullet fire is a pretty big one. You would not forget that or ever. Going to a military academy for playing football and some big old future Hall of Famer stopped you. That's a pretty big story to embellish. Well, one thing we do know about Uncle Joe, because we've seen forty years of video of him, he is definitely a racist. He's a racist and a liar. Yes, he is the racist and a liar, no doubt. Oh, wait a minute. He ran for president quite a few years ago, and he did what? In the 80s, he... Plagiarized somebody else's speech and book. Yeah, their whole life. And, uh, yeah. Maybe that person played football, and he's still thinking that that was him. Right. So going back to your comment about lunch money... Or our parents paying for it. So apparently the, the Biden administration has been holding school lunch money hostage to force certain transgender policies to be put in place in schools. So I guess uh, eating is not as important or more important than having a bathroom, depending on which way you look at it, having open gendered bathrooms. Yeah, the kids who they say they love the most and they want to take care of, they obviously don't care about their health and nutrition No, they want to take the food away. We want you to do what we want you to do, and we're holding food as the the hostage taker. I just don't understand why we're dragging all this other crud into the mainstream of society. And by crud, I don't mean the actual transgenderism or any of that stuff. I mean our schools are there to educate the kids. They're not there to put them in a ball as a political football and bounce them around until one political party or the other gets what they're after. Right. So just educate them. Right. And we're not even doing that because we're not we're not educating kids anymore. Apparently it's more important that we make political activists out of the children. And so when they're adults, they can't read, they can't write, they can't do math, but hey, they're good political activists, so they did their job. Yes. I hearken back to a former pro football player he used to play for the Washington Redskins. The refrigerator? No, his oh. name. This guy's name was Dexter Manley. Okay. Great football player, big, big human, like a damn near seven. He was darn near seven foot tall. Uh, but uh, he made it through elementary, junior high, high school, and a four year major university. Could not read or write. Right, because we pass people if they yes. if they give us what we want. So the school wanted a good football player and to have a good sports team more than they wanted 
to educate the the people paying for the education. Right. And he actually did finally learn how to read. Now, I mean, it's a pretty interesting story that you could push somebody through life like that. So if that's one person that has a talent, just imagine all these kids that don't have talents that we're going to push through because they just want to get paid at the school district level for that number. Right. As long as you show up every day or we'll say that you showed up just like some of the the campuses are marking students present that aren't actually present and they're not providing services for them that they're legally supposed to provide services for. But as long as they get that little checkbox, they're present, they get the money. Correct. Speaking of paying for it, do you remember Betty White? I do remember Betty White. You want to buy her house? It's for sale. How much? $10.678 million. I'm a couple zeros short. Do you think they'll take a rain check? Take a fake check. A fake check? A hot check? Yeah. Well, they don't prosecute for that anymore, right? So I'll, nope. I'll be good if I just write a check. Yeah, because there's gas going down there, so you'll be fine. Yeah, the house was built around 1950, so it's a pretty old home. It's younger than she was? Yes, it is. I was built in 1952, but I bet it looks awesome. More than likely. I would not doubt it. Either that or we don't know. She may have been a hoarder and may be full of stuff that we can sell. Right. For $10 million. It be like $10 million a magazine or a newspaper because Betty White owned it. Yes. So something politically that makes the rounds are whether or not you have gerrymandered in a congressional map. So every 10 years we go through redistricting. Is that cheating? Is that the fancy term, gerrymanding? It's, uh, it's, it is a version of cheating. Stacking the deck. When you try to put certain people who will vote your way in a jurisdiction and certain other people who won't vote your way in a different jurisdiction, but you're trying to make each jurisdiction, say, either left-leaning or right-leaning enough. And then if you have a political person that you don't like, you try to mess with where their jurisdiction is, either forcing them into another one or not, for instance, the states that lost uh, people, they now have less representation because they have less population. So some places had to combine their districts, so they have less now. So now you may have two Congress people who have to run against each other because they now live in the same jurisdiction. So some of it is because they have to combine jurisdictions. There are less people. And some of it is that someone, it happens both ways, either on the left or on the right, who's drawing up these jurisdictions kind of moved, you know, the lines over a little bit to try and get favor in the voting process itself. So the Supreme Court actually just barred the federal court's from requiring states to fix their illegal congressional maps. So they went through the court and people were saying, you were gerrymandering, you drew up these and and they're bad maps. And the courts agreed and said, you cannot implement them. It actually went up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court says, no, you have to use those unlawful maps for the 2022 midterm congressional elections. So I found that quite interesting. That is very interesting. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, that's all I can say is wow. 
Yeah, and there are reasons that these maps shouldn't be used. They were politically on the right and on the left. They were they were drawn up politically, trying to make certain jurisdictions have more power. And our Supreme Court said use them. So do they have to fix them after 2020? I believe so. So it's kind of interesting if they're using them. And then if they fix them and somebody loses their seat, do they lose their spot or not? I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Wow. So the VA, I get all of my care at the VA now. We actually dropped my health insurance because it was getting quite costly to have private health insurance and I'm eligible for full VA care. So I am getting my care at the VA. And one thing that just came to my attention, but it happened a couple years ago, is that a Florida VA denied a dying veteran emergency care because the staff couldn't confirm his service. This individual had actually received care at the VA before, but because they were having a medical emergency and couldn't give further details on their, you know, their name, birthday, social security, they denied the veteran entry at the VA. Ultimately, the uh, ambulance staff said, should we go somewhere else? And they said yes. So they put verifying the person's identity above helping in an em- in a medical emergency. And if that's not bad enough, come to find out the law that says that emergency rooms have to take patients, regardless of who they are, ability to pay, et cetera, that if somebody comes up and they're having a medical emergency, ERs are required to take them. Apparently, that is not true for federal ERs. The VA has a policy in place that they should medically treat people who come into the emergency department and need emergency care, but technically it's not required like it is of private institutions. So what about being ethical and treating the person? My goodness. Yeah, so imagine you're having a heart attack. And the the nearest place that an ambulance could get you to is a VA. And they say, we're not going to treat you because we can't verify that you should be getting services here. Then you hear this line from the ambulance driver. Doctor says, you're going to die. That's unfortunate. Yeah, so it, it has now made me a little worried that if I am unconscious and somebody's not there to give my name, my date of birth, my social security number... Or as they do now, your la- you only have to give your last four. But So you might want to get a tattoo on your shoulder. <laughs> Apparently, so I can, information. Check, I can check in at the, the hospital, which is more important to check in than it is to receive medical treatment. That's crazy. Yeah, I know one court case we didn't talk about. What court case did we? Johnny Depp. Oh, yes. Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. Who won? So technically, they're saying Johnny Depp won. He had three claims, and he won on all three. Amber Heard had three counterclaims. I believe it was three. She won on one. And so to me, kind of both of them won. Although if you look at financially, Johnny Depp won more. 
10 million in actual and 5 million punitive, which was reduced to $350,000. The 5 million was reduced to 350,000 per the law in the state of Virginia. And Amber Heard was awarded 2 million actual. But then it was pointed out that what she won on, it was technically Johnny Depp's ex-lawyer that did the defamation. So unfortunately, it went out against Johnny Depp. So in a way, he didn't actually lose on anything he personally Well, it's amazing did. how people look at the verdicts and they come up with their own conclusion. Because apparently, you have a bunch of liberal outlets right now have said that the verdict in the defamation case of Johnny Depp against his ex-wife, Amber Heard, was lambasted by liberal media outlets this week with many calling Depp's triumph a loss for victims of domestic abuse and indicative of a legal system stacked against women. Okay, I will agree to disagree on certain parts. I disagree that the the perpetrator won in this case because if you followed the trial there were some theatrics and some kind of they are both actors they are so it's not surprising that there would be theatrics and they would you know whatever so let's just set that aside for a second but he had recordings of her in which she talks about physically abusing him, but it was a certain type of physical abuse, not a different type of physical abuse. So it was okay. Um, but he has recordings of her admitting to physically abusing him. There were people who saw the physical abuse too. With her claims of physical abuse... The evidence that she submitted to the record contradicted what she had said and other photographic evidence that was in place as well. At one point, she claimed to use a certain type of makeup kit that she always carries in her purse to cover up all the bruises that he would leave, but that makeup kit did not exist when she was claiming to use it. It didn't come out until after their separation and divorce, so she clearly wasn't remembering the correct makeup kit. And then when asked about it again, she said, oh, it was one like that, but before it was made. Um, So she was misremembering. She was misremembering. But then there would be like a picture of her out in public after she had claimed that she was bruised all over her body or different parts of her body. But she would be showing that part of her body. Didn't appear that she had makeup on that part of her body to hide the bruises. No swelling. Apparently, when she would get beaten about the face, there was no swelling. It was just a bruise on her face, and she claimed that icing got rid of all of the the swelling. Just things that don't scientifically make sense and things that didn't actually go together. So she got caught lying also more than once. So let's just put the the um whether or not your bruising would subside or you covered it up with makeup or what type of makeup kit you used. She had said, claimed over and over publicly that she donated all of the proceeds of her divorce because she wanted nothing to do with it to two different organizations. And it turns out she never did. And then when called out on it, she doubles down that she's not lying. 
even though she was lying. Yes, and that was just one example as far as like whether or not she donated the money. There were other areas that they brought up she clearly lied about, not just misremembering the facts, but clearly lied about, and still we were supposed to believe her. So how does that stymie women in court when she was clearly misremembering, telling falsehoods, when she was clearly the aggressor if he had audio? Because of the movement that was Believe All Women. So we're just supposed to believe them, and it's supposed to be the end-all, be-all. Believe all women. Well, that shouldn't be how our system works. Should be legitimate. If she was legitimately the aggressor, then she's the aggressor. If he was the aggressor, it would have bared its fruit in court. So they're saying that he was also mentally abusive. I guess they read off some of the text messages and things that he would send. So they're saying that he didn't get physical, even though there was the claim that he did, but that it was mental or emotional abuse, so he shouldn't have won. Okay, so then what this was is a he said, she said. Yes. Which should have never been put in a public purview. They should have adjudicated this thing behind closed doors, and then all this fervor would never have been brought out. Well, right, and some were surprised that it went as far as it did, but I guess after she kept claiming that he was physically abusive and he wanted to clear his, uh, you know, clear his name because he was losing movie roles by these claims, people weren't hiring him or they were letting him go from franchises, so they, he wanted to be able to... If they Okay, so if they were both the bad guys, let's just say they were both the bad guys, and yes, it should have been adjudicated behind closed doors, but if they were both the bad guys, only one of them lost their job. She was in Aquaman too. she still has a job, only one of them was negatively impacted. Should they both be negatively impacted, or neither one? Money. All about the money. There's even violent... Pot shop robbery soaring across the U.S. of A. right now. And the Senate's wrangling on how to fix it. Oh, well, take away prisons, get rid of jails, don't arrest people, get rid of police, defund them. Maybe if we had more social workers. That was the answer, right? More social workers? Yes. That would fix the problem? Yes. You send a social worker out to a violent criminal's house. To ask them politely to, ask to please politely stop. To stop. Because there's no jail to put them in and no, they're not going to go through the court system. We need to defund the courts too. Just social workers will go out there and fix it all. We're all backwards right now. We are. We are definitely backwards. backwards. Instead of working to increase educational opportunities and make sure people can read, write, do math, and push them upwards... And maybe uh, socially, emotionally help them while going through school because we have so many people who are from backgrounds that are difficult. So instead of helping people grow socially, emotionally, supporting them and educating them, we just want to tell them to be to be less is okay. To not learn is okay and just go on with it. Yes, well, we'll follow this case here. We'll see how it plays out because a Florida man was just arrested for Twitter threats against Representative Lauren Boebert. 
She's from Colorado. So it's uh, five counts of interstate threat. Yeah, we don't like her, so it's okay. She's a right-leaning person, so it's okay. She probably deserved it, so it's okay. When we say believe all women, we don't mean her. Oh, everybody but her. And there's just so much crud going on around the world right now and around the country that you just don't know where to go. Hiding. We need to go into hiding. I'm telling you. Need to get one of those old bunkers and build a big home underground. For sure. And there's two levels of bunkers, too. There's one for us havers. And one for the the have-nots, the haves and the have-nots. Yes, the havers, they get the big million-dollar one with an underground swimming pool. And we get a hole in the ground and hope we don't die. Hey, that's funny you are just talking about people winning Pulitzers. Because Mr. Trump has threatened a Pulitzer committee with legal action if they don't rescind award for Russia probe coverage. They better. I mean, I, I, him, legal action, whatever. I'm going to put that aside. But really, if you won a Pulitzer for something that didn't exist and wasn't real and you didn't catch in your investigative journalism that it wasn't real... Uh, I think you you owe more than just the Pulitzer. Well, is there a fictitious category for a Pulitzer? Oh, maybe. Maybe it's a fictitious create one. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.